Welcome to Ladies Get Action, the podcast where two best friends talk about getting action movies. This week we watched Transporter 2. Just for reference, this is Rin Olsen. <laughs> this is Rebecca Ringley. We're following up with our Statham uh, love fest, I yeah. guess, with Transporter 2, which is obviously the sequel to Transporter 1. Depends how you feel about this movie, I suppose, if it is a love fest for you or not. But we'll see, right? Yeah. So before we get into it, how's your week been? My week has been good. Um, I finished up a show, which was really fun and fulfilling. And then I took a little mini vacation to the Berkshires, which was a ton of fun. And at Enterprise, uh, they they were like, oh, you know, this is what they do when they don't have enough cars. This is not like a you're so special or like you have silver status, which I do, which is not bragging because <laughs> um, you don't get anything for it. But they're just like, they don't have enough cars, so they upgrade you. This has happened to me many times. But they're like, oh, so we're going to give you an upgrade. And I go, okay, for what? And then she points to this ridiculous green and black, like, striped Dodge Charger. Um, like a full car out of Tokyo Drift. that um, had little American flag stickers on it and stars on the seats. and It really looked like um, little Bow Wow's car. Yes. The Hulk car kind of? The Hulk car mixed with, like, the racing car. Yeah. Just shocking. Yeah. (laughs) It was really funny. And she's like, are you okay with this? like, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Of course, the entire trip, I didn't drive it, like, a mile above the speed limit. I was so careful because I had my dog in the car. And I was like, I don't want to get pulled over. And there are, you know, state troopers everywhere. So I didn't get to, like, unleash it. (laughs) But I had lots of people commenting on it, which was funny. Oh, that is funny. Did you tell them that you're a podcaster with a great podcast that they should listen to. <laughs> I should have. I should have led with that. I should have uh, put my own bumper sticker on the car that was of our podcast. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> but it was a fun little trip. We went to, by we, I mean me and my dog, um, we went to like a dairy farm where we got to meet baby cows in a nursery Aww. and they all had sweet little names like Charlie and like Abigail and Samantha and you had to pet them and they're just like dogs. They like smell your hand and like lick you and want to be pet behind the ears. I think you might be on your way to becoming a vegan, Rebecca. I know. They were really fucking cute. <laughs> they're really, really, really sweet. Um, and Emily liked the, the cows. The cows were very interested in Emily. Mm-hmm. They kept like sort of nudging closer to, to see her. That is really cute. But yeah, it was a sweet little trip. And then drove back on Friday, just like two quick nights. How about you? You're back in town? I'm the return? Back. The return of Ren? Yes. Well, the joke is that I spent two and a half years avoiding COVID <laughs> in New York City only yes. to get it from my sister when I went back home to Alaska. <laughs> <clears throat> so if my voice seems particularly like deeper or kind of more sultry than usual, it's because I'm still rocking that COVID, COVID vibe. But mm-hmm. yeah, basically it's just been, I got, my sister got sick. Yeah. I was taking care of her. Then I got sick and she had to take care of me. Yeah. (laughs) And then my parents came home from their wonderful Europe trip. And uh, I famously said to my sister while they were away, I was like, I didn't tell my parents this, but I'm saying it on this podcast. So who knows? Um, But I was like, I feel like I'm not getting enough sympathy from From your parents, (laughs) which is quite possibly like the most ratty older sister thing to say to a sister, to a younger sister who's been taking care of you for the past Well, but for context, were they like, oh my God, are you okay to your sister? And then less so to you? Actually, they, they were kind of like, oh no, to my sister. (laughs) (laughs) And then 
went on with their trip as they should because we were fine. Yeah. Right. I mean, at this point in the pandemic, it's true that you don't get that much sympathy. Anyway, I'm back in New York and happy to be back and happy to be recovering from, you know, the plague. That's all I've got to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's talk about this movie. Um, Let's do overall thoughts and we'll get into what happened. Overall, let you start. What did you think about this movie? Did you like it? Did you hate it? I was determined to go into this movie being like, this movie is for fun. It's fine. Um, It was fine. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think the first one is better. But I had had fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Statham with a Kid is probably my most favorite thing in the world. Yeah, I had a good time watching it. How'd you feel? I loved it. Oh, okay. I thought you were (laughs) looking at me with like... I fucking loved it. I think I was tempering my... How I I was feeling about it because I thought you needed it. No! I didn't want to gush about something. No, the other way. No, I was starting to like... I was starting to be like, oh no. Like when she let me say that I loved it. No. Because she didn't like it. No, no. I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. Yeah. I think it's a great movie. I really liked it. I did. Okay, good. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't hate it. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a great time. I think, in, and we'll get into this, but I think in a lot of ways, it's like a nice improvement on some of John Wick's themes and issues. Yeah. Particularly the violence. Yes. Because this movie was just as creative with the fight scenes, but almost nobody dies. That was one of the things where I noticed in the very beginning, he doesn't kill anybody. He goes out of his way to not kill people. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still yeah, I did really like fun, this movie. And I, and I actually don't know if I like it better than the first one. I had a blast. This is my favorite movie that we've seen in quite a while. Because I feel like we've been on a string of stinkers. Yeah. And you're right. <laughs> this one is really fun. And there were so many elements that like spoke to my heart. Yeah. That I really liked. Um, before we get too far into it, this film... Um, the description on HBO Max was like, oh, the description was, <laughs> what? <laughs> it was something like, um, like Frank, whatever his name is, fights off a new set of villains and his beloved Audi. <laughs> right, right. Okay. That card is really ugly. <laughs> Dang. We're not going to get the Audi sponsorship on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, give us a sponsorship and we'll change it, Audi. But... We'll change our minds. We love your cars. Um, <laughs> but I read this is a love affair between a man and a car. Yeah, it is. That's kind of how they're selling it right off the bat. Well, and it's also, we get sort of the, I don't want to say Mission Impossible read. Hmm. This is It's very clear that this is a series where Frank will never get to be with the woman he loves or like has any feelings. It is a very him. like Mission Impossible, like mid, mid films. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Like, he will never get to be with the woman he loves. And he doesn't love anyone in this film. No, he doesn't. But he could. He He might. There's something about setting movies in Miami Mm -hmm. that I really like or that makes me really like them. Even Bad Boys, which I didn't love. There's, like, an element of, like, fun and, like, I don't know. I just always am am down for the ride when it comes to Miami. It's a good environment for Mm -hmm. these kinds of movies. Yeah. Yeah. You got boats. You got, like, pretty like crazy houses you have like culture but yeah before we get too far into it i thought of this question on uh one of the westworld podcasts i listened to that came up because my response in my mind was so nuts after they revealed like what their responses are so i want to pose the question to you and then i'll reveal what my response is okay which i think is on topic um which is they were talking about you know robot life and how in westworld if you were a robot if or, or if you were reinventing the body, right? If you were just your mind and soul or whatever, you could be in any kind of form, any physical form that you wanted to be in. What form would that be? Like, would it necessarily have two arms or necessarily have two legs? 
what would it look like? What would it be? Are you going to say car? Because <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought car. Wings, I would choose wings. Well, but yes, given the options, I also would choose wings. But before I heard the options, my mind went straight to let me room through. Let me let me get out of here quick. I don't know how we come back from that. I don't know. Well, that just means like it could be a love story between you and Statham. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. It means we get each other. Yes. Moving on, we start off with this little like vignette, which, you know, could have been like really from anything, but just kind of demonstrates again and reminds you like who this guy is, what his whole deal is, and like how he's so great. Yeah. (laughs) Who's the woman at the very beginning? I don't know, but I recognize her. Yeah. I could not figure out who she was. Who is she? (laughs) I don't know. Also, why is she wearing like a fake schoolgirl outfit when she's very clearly a woman who's like upwards of 23? Yeah. She looked crazy. Yeah. She had the most stomach showing I've ever seen. So it opens and she is asking, you know, Statham has gotten in like Posh's car and is getting ready to go. And she mm-hmm. pulls a gun on him and he's like, you're going to make me late. And one of his rules is. Yeah, never be late. late. And so she pulls a gun on him and is like, give us the car. And he's like, you don't want to do that. And she's like, no, I really do. So <laughs> he gets out of the car and then proceeds to out fight the four guys so yeah like four other guys kind of come out of the the um the background mm-hmm. and like surround him they're like gonna steal his car but they can't because his car has a code yeah his car his car has a code too yeah um this car has a code to start it and they're like okay give us the code and he won't so then he fights them all off killing mm-hmm. nobody Nope. And um, not even like injuring them. No, just kind of like breaking a few fingers, winning a, a little fight, just yeah. beating them up a little bit. Um, and uh, and he tells the girl, like, you should go do your homework. He's like, go back to school. And she's like, I'm not in school. Right. <laughs> um, but she gets to run off. And that's our, our little like entryway into who he is. And then the next thing we see. Uh, he's he's trying to not be late for this important mission, mm-hmm. and it's picking up a kid from school. I thought it was his Me too. son, and I wrote, oh my god, he's a dad. Me too. I'm like, oh my god, it's his kid. He's a dad. And I started writing there, like, I love this movie. Right on time for his kid. I know. And then he starts quizzing his kid with the game. Yeah, well, first he reminds him of the rules. Mm-hmm. What are my rules? Uh, I forgot what they are, but it's like seatbelt. Seat, yeah, seatbelt's the third rule. Yeah, but it's like always be on time. Oh, like, respect a man. Respect a car if you respect the man. Yes. Oh, and this kid is really cute. He's a cute kid. He's like not precociously obnoxious. Cute. Yeah. He's like genuinely cute. Yeah, it was a good kid casting. But he drives the kid home uh, to this mansion, and we see a couple fighting. Yes. And he shields the kid from it, like really expertly. And the couple is Amber Valletta and then 
Navi Modine from okay. Stranger Things. Oh. It's Papa. Oh, okay. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're arguing and it looks like she's in an abusive marriage. Yeah, that marriage does not look good for it her. It looked really bad. Um, <laughs> but she comes over and is talking to Statham and it's immediately clear like she has a huge crush on him. Oh, yeah. And why wouldn't you? Of course. Also, she looks amazing yeah. in this movie. Like, her hair is this fantastic, like, copper mm-hmm. color. I just loved it. Yeah, she looks incredible. Yeah. But I thought she played it really well, too. This, like, fine line of, like, being, you know, like, you're taking care of my kids, so thank you. Yeah. Also, I'm kind of into you. Right. But also, I'm in an abusive marriage. Help. <laughs> right. right. He's like, no, I'm picking up my friend from the airport. Right. And it's the French It's cop. the French inspector. I loved that part. I loved <laughs> him. What a fun character to bring back. He was delightful in the first movie. We loved him then. Yes. Um, and he helped our, you know, helped Frank out then. And he's back here just for vacation. Yeah, playing like the lovable. I mean, he and he hits all the points of like, I'm the cook and yeah. I'm making Madeleines. And oh, it's so fun. Very fun. Audrey, who is the mom, has asked him to pick up her kid and take him to the doctor's right. appointment because they're planning a surprise birthday for him. That's right, exactly. Meanwhile, we find out they're being surveilled. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, who's surveilling them? Like, is it, you know, the creepy husband trying to, like, keep track of what his wife is I doing? I thought that's who it was at first, too. Yeah, me too. But it's not. It is our villain. Yes. What did you think of this villain? I thought he was good. Um, I had a comment. It feel, This movie felt like it was really playing into the trope. First of all, we get either Madonna or the horror in the yes, two. Yes, yes, that was problematic. Yeah, two female characters. Obviously, um, Audrey is our Madonna. The other supermodel is the whore. Um, but I also felt like it was sort of playing into a trope that I think was popular around maybe. I'm thinking the last time we saw it was in one of the Mission Impossible movies. And it seems to go into this movie where it's like the super hot but like psychotic villain girlfriend that this really played up. Where oh, she's yeah. like just out like bloodlust. Yeah, she was like a caricature for sure. Yeah. Plus she was like wandering around in lingerie oh, and, and heels. Stilettos. Yeah, yeah, it made no sense at all. No. But I thought the villain was great. Yeah, like he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a freelancer. <laughs> he brings that up a couple of times. He's like, I'm just evil. And like, I'm I'm down to do whatever evil shit anyone wants to pay me for. Just pay me enough. Yeah. Anyway, we find, we meet our villain here. We see that he's got like a green syringe and a purple syringe. Basically plague. Yeah. He's got some kind of virus and the antidote. I wrote, you know, mean dad is head of drug enforcement. Mm-hmm. But they're acting like he's a celebrity. I know. That was... <laughs> odd like um, later when he goes to the conference there's like crowds of cheering people for what him. no in what world i know so that night satan's at his house by himself oh yeah he's ordering a pizza did you happen to catch what was on the pizza he was ordering mozzarella no no he said no mozzarella <gasps> and anchovies oh my god i know he just made you sick <laughs> <laughs> i'm sick again i have to go back into quarantine i'm sorry oh my god yeah, he asked for a pizza with no cheese and lots of anchovies. You know the person on the other end of the line is like, this is a serial killer. I thought it must have been like a fake pizza order the way John Wick would call oh. and get like some like, you know, cleaners to the house or get like whatever, you know, sword sommelier, <laughs> like all the infrastructure of his underworld. 
Um, but I think it was just a pizza order, but a very bad one. But he is ripped, as we see later. So maybe that's like the no cheese of it all. Yeah, maybe it's like a weird bodybuilder thing. Yeah, it's disappointing, though. I want to see my super ripped uh, superheroes in these movies eating all the things they want. Right. An actual pizza. Right. A real pizza with cheese. Yeah. Anyway, so Audrey shows up at, at his door and what did you think about this scene? It was silly. It was weird. I just thought, so she shows up at his door and is clearly like, she doesn't say this, but you can read between the lines where she's like, when I said, you know, when you said that if there's anything I need, clearly I mm. thought you were talking about sex. Mm-hmm. So she shows up and is like, I'm here. I've been drinking. Let's have some fun. And I do love the fact that he was like, no, yeah, we're not going to do this. Me too. He's like, have you been drinking? She's like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, right. Okay. I didn't love the line where she was like, I think I just needed respect. Hmm. And then the next next scene is that is my new favorite thing, which is seeing Statham with kids. Oh, God. Yeah. So he's driving Jack to his doctor's appointment. And mm-hmm. Jack is like, I don't want to go get a shot. Meanwhile, it's intercut with um, our evil villains. Yeah, so we have the evil villain's girlfriend. This is where we're introduced to her. And she, at some point, announces, um, my problem's not medical, it's psychological. Ridiculous. (laughs) Um, She's got more makeup on than you would believe (laughs) for the daytime. That is what I was about to say, though. Like, that's (laughs) even the first thing that Statham noticed. Oh, it's a shock. Why is this receptionist wearing this much makeup? (laughs) For like a kid's it's like, office. It's a very thick eyeliner. It's uh, it's just a lot of makeup. Um, it's a nightclub look. Yeah. And she looks so out of place. Basically, you know, this is what you we were talking about earlier. This woman who is like this villain. She inexplicably takes her clothes off most of the movie. Yep. Um fights in these giant stilettos i mean she looks great she does sure but like i don't understand why she needed to take off her clothes oh it makes no sense why she constantly is only wearing lingerie who knows um but in any case she and some goons go to the doctor's office quickly kill and get rid of the nurse and the doctor and take their outfits and poses them poses them so when uh frank and the kid come in they're greeted by this villainess who looks like pink yeah the second clue is that children don't go into doctor's appointments by themselves that's the other thing i was like that would never happen right because i was trying to think back of all my childhood memories of going to the mm-hmm. doctor was always with my parent in the room yeah you always have your parent in the room right meanwhile um back at home we have the french cop friend who's getting himself home and he's starting to cook mm-hmm. oh he's just like cooking things in the kitchen and having the best time um and then i'm like oh my god they were gonna poison this kid they're, yeah, I was like, they're going to give the kid a plague. Yeah. We Which, don't know what the poison is at this point, but essentially, you assume it's bad. Um, then I wrote, geez, she has to take her shirt off to fire the guns. I wrote, she like, rips off her shirt. We get it. She's a hot model. Right. She rips off her shirt and she's in this tiny see-through bra. So you see it all. And yeah. like panties. And, like she's wearing nothing. No. And... There's a great fight sequence with Statham and the goons. Again, he kills no one throughout the hospital or the, the doctor's office, rather. Yeah. The kids like climbing through grates and I mean they do blow up most of the Yes. The doctor's office. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So he gets out of there, but then before you know it, and he's driving the kid back home, before you know it, he gets a call from the villain and they have a gun on the kid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let 
my crazy girlfriend in. Right. Well, cause he, he's at the house like, yeah. and everybody's hiding in the house cause it's supposed to be a surprise birthday party. And yeah. Then yeah. They have, then Audrey comes out and watches this naked woman, essentially <laughs> yeah. carrying a gun, get in right. the car with her kid. Right. And the woman is very sexual too with Statham. Oh yeah. It's just all very strange. And they're, she's actively shooting at cops. Oh yeah. There's a great uh, car chase scene where Statham's evading the cops on the beach and then he's going here and there. Just proving that he is the best driver. They blow up a helicopter. Yep. Um, then she licks his whole face. Yeah. That was <laughs> weird. And they take the kid. Yeah. And... The kid was quiet during all of that. You'd think he'd be like, what? I, I mean, I think that makes sense. Like, he was yeah. probably so terrified. Yeah. Like... But also, Statham's made this promise that no, nothing will happen to him. Like, he's yes. going to keep him safe, and he doesn't break promises. Yeah, exactly. The bad guys take the kid. Yeah, for a good portion of this movie. Pretty scary. Yeah. Um, oh, that was effective. They have a great little back and forth with Statham, where he's Statham's joking, like, you guys aren't that witty. And he's like, yeah, we don't have to be. <laughs> he's like, uh, we need a, a certain psychotic moral ignorance, but not wit. <laughs> Yeah, there's a self-awareness in this movie that I appreciated. Yeah, I mean, the, the main villain is funny. Uh-huh. He knows he's here just, you know, just to get some money, and he's not really concerned with any of the players. And he also establishes that he's all about breaking the rules, and Statham yes. is all about sticking to the rules. Mm-hmm. They put a bomb on his car. Which Statham then manages to overturn somehow, because he does this weird... Statham essentially Statham becomes the car and is able to mid-flight like shift it and turn it so that the bomb hits this hook right at the right moment and peels the bomb off of the car yes and explodes it at a safe distance from the car and also the car lands perfectly on all fours no oddies were hurt in the making no oddies no they really weren't I mean and here's we're getting into like the superhero of it all like it's absurd yeah, no. Frank is the superhero. Yes, yes. Yeah. He has, like, three burner phones in his glove compartment. So, like, whenever he makes a call, he just, like, tosses one. Because, of course, when he calls Audrey yeah. and they, like, trace his call, they think he's done it. They think they he's, think he's kidnapped the kid. Yeah. Um, which makes sense because they look up his background and it's, like, oh, special ops and this and that. And whatever happened with his house, this villa in France, man. <laughs> right. Uh, it'll take a while to get the French records there, all right? Yeah. We're gonna... And we're back. But yeah, the French cop is now cooking in his house, and they arrest him. Mm-hmm. They, they come to get him, and uh, and then he's right there in the police station. This is one of my favorite parts, the whole sequence of the, the cop. Oh, I know. Well, I thought it was so funny. Like, the first scene of, that we see of him in the police station is he's, like, looking at the sandwiches being like, this is the worst punishment. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is disgusting. Yeah. What's wrong with you guys? And the, the police officer is interrogating. Why didn't you say you were a cop right away? Why did you do this and that? And he's like, well, I was overwhelmed. Like, I come from a small town. And I was, I was cooking food. And, you know, do you guys have a kitchen? Because this is really <laughs> disgusting. And he's like, this looks nasty. And the cop's like, yeah, it is nasty. And then the next time we revisit him, he's teaching a cooking class. It's so cute. It's so <laughs> He's funny. making creme brulee with all the cops and mm-hmm. like a beautiful chicken and <laughs> he's having such a good time. And they're really into it. They're loving it. They're loving it. And it's, I fucking loved it. That was so delightful. Um, 
And I wrote, did everyone know these Transporter movies were so great? <laughs> and we didn't know. It's a delight. <clears throat> and meanwhile, um, Satan's loading information onto an iPod. Right. Oh my God, that was fantastic. <laughs> so he's teaching a cooking class and he gets to walk away and just get on someone's computer. I know. No big deal. It's fine. And then he figures out the system immediately and he's able to look up information. Well, it's because it's funny because at the same time, he's just like, oh, I don't know. Or our computers, we only have one yeah. in, like, in France and it's very hard. I mean, somehow like coding the system. Right. And, and he's like hacking in. Yeah. So easily while he's telling Satan, like, I don't think I can. Um, I don't really know anything about computers. Oh, is it this guy? Yeah. And he finds them immediately. That was so great. He gives him the address. Yeah. And he goes to find this Russian virologist. Right. And then I noted here too, Frank rarely fires guns. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. He's often holding them, but we barely see him shooting. I think that's shifted from the first movie. Yeah. I think he killed a lot more people. Well, I mean, think about, did he? Yeah. I think it really shifted from the first movie. I'm not hundred percent sure. I have to think back, but. What it really made me think of was John Wick, like I was saying earlier. Yeah. Where there were so many scenes in both John Wicks where many, many innocent bystanders were murdered. Yeah. And they fell to the ground, like their heads bleeding out or like splooshed or like very violently murdered, murdered. Um, And here, even the criminals don't have to get murdered. They can get beat up and we're having just as much fun in those scenes. And he's creative. Yeah. He's using creative objects and there's drama and there's like, Great film work, but we don't have to see them die. And it just feels so much better. It really, yeah, I agree. It's still really interesting choreography. And this is way, way ahead of myself. But I loved the scene, also because it's funny, where, like, at the very end, he's at the villain's, like, compound. Yeah. And, like, all the backup is like, where'd he go? He went to the garage. Where are all the backup weapons? In the garage. (laughs) And the backup weapons are, like, axes. Yeah, it's swords and and axes. he's fighting them with a hole and... Oh, and the fire hose later. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah, it's and it's really beautifully choreographed. Yeah, it reminded me of nobody too. Mm-hmm. Like creative scenes, like using whatever is around them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But anyway, so back to um, yeah, back to where we were. Um, he goes to see the virologist, right? One of the goons from the uh, doctor's office. So he confronts him, and he's like, "Yeah." What what's, were you gonna what's do? What's the deal? He pretends uh, he fills a syringe with water, and he stabs him with it. And he's like, "I gave you the poison." He goes back for the poison. Oh right! But it breaks. Right. Yeah, he fills a syringe with water, and the guy should have noticed immediately it wasn't green. Right, he's a scientist, also yeah. supposedly. But he well, he did it quickly. He stabbed him in the leg. You know, released the syringe, and he's like, "Now you have the poison." Yeah. Um, which is smart because this guy, this goon leads him to the other goons who have the antidote. But not before, like, or we had this great chase scene. Yeah. Although we have one of the funniest oh, tropes, yes. I think, <laughs> which is people who are like four feet away from somebody running get shoved out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, or um, another thing I appreciated, we see, you know, massive car wrecks and explosions from bystanders. One guy pops his head out and... Statham's like, are you okay? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, he steals a jet ski <laughs> by like one hand. He jumps off of a highway, one-handed, grabs the woman 
the jet ski. So he tosses her over his shoulder. She lands right behind him. He starts driving the jet ski. The way, like the, <laughs> the way he just knew where to grab and how to throw her over the back. One-handed. I skills. Like it was, I know. Yeah. It was arousing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Like you just you have to go watch that scene where it was it's like this man knows what to do with his hand. Yes, he does. He really does. <laughs> uh, I was like, wow. And then he jumps that jet ski onto a highway. Of course he does. And it's still going at the same speed as right, As it was in water. <laughs> On the highway. Right around now, though, as we're finding out what's in this poison, we're also seeing that the bad guys have released the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and they have like a bomb-sniffing robot. But the kid's the bomb. Yeah, but they don't realize... Um... Until, like, Audrey freaks out and is like, screw the robot and getting my kid. I thought she was going to die here. I was worried about that, too. Um, so she throws open the doors and her husband, like, Papa runs after after her. I'm going to call him Papa because that's who he sure. is to me. Stranger things. Um, like, Papa runs after her and is like, Audrey. And they get their kid and he's fine. And they're all on the truck. And, and then the they're camera. They're hugging. They're hugging and touching. Yeah. And the camera pulls out to reveal our villain watching this on their camera feed going, great. Just breathe in. Breathe in. Um. Yeah, creepy. So creepy. Which was a great little twist because I'd completely forgotten. I thought the kid was safe. Right. You know, and I was like, oh my god, the virus. Well, and they didn't take that money either. They asked for ransom money that they left. Mm-hmm. Um, because this was the real goal. And uh, and now we find we find out some right around there that um that basically I guess we found it a little bit later, but. Frank follows the goon to a doctor who has the antidote and he's got X amount of antidote and they start smashing it right away. Oh yeah. Um, so there's only one vial of antidote left and we learn at some point that the virus basically will kill you within, you know, 24 hours. 24 hours um, and it's spread like by breathing. Mm-hmm. Someone who's, someone who's infected for a couple hours. It's airborne. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole goal is to have the dad infected and then take out the entire DEA agency at this conference. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, they've already infected several people. Oh, I because know. Because they're all touching each other and they're all breathing on each other and they're all coughing into each other's faces mm-hmm. immediately. And I, it actually, I thought this was also well done. When we see the kid in the truck when they're rescuing him, I thought he looked sick. I thought he looked green. Yeah, he was really... His skin looked like the wrong color, mm-hmm. which is so smart because they made the poison green. So it's just like a, a visual cue that I should have picked up on earlier that, oh, he's infected. Yeah. But yeah, basically one antidote left. Jason Statham, uh, during this fight scene, uh, reveals his arms. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> Did you catch that? I didn't actually, but I... Uh, it's like he's like in the car and he like takes off. Like he like rips off the last part of his shirt because it got ripped. Uh-huh. His arms are gigantic. <laughs> uh, I think I was looking down at my notes. It was shocking. I'm, I'm gonna go back and watch it. He looks kind of like a slim guy, but his he, arms are. He actually looked kind of short in this movie. Oh yeah, I thought some of the camera that. angles. You could see that his arms are gigantic, <laughs> um, <laughs> like huge. Mm. Um, and he has a whole new suit in his trunk. He's mm-hmm. ready to go, like in, you know, in little shrink wrap. And so Frank takes the antidote to the kid yep. and gets exposed himself. Yeah. Um, mom is sick. 
dad is also sick. Papa's sick and he's going to the conference and he's coughing on all of his friends. I thought Papa was going to die. Well, I want to know what happened to all the people he coughed on. I do too. Yeah, that's that's when he goes to the DEA conference and everyone's cheering for him, which is bizarre. Like he's a celebrity. Yeah. And then I was like, what happened to that five million? I don't know. Yeah. I guess maybe they got it back. I don't know. That wasn't followed up on. It's tough to see these guys coughing on everyone. The plague part of this movie was a little tough to watch. <laughs> yeah, it was tough to watch. Oh, and then so we have the, the our villain who's getting an infusion of all of the antidote. This really this threw part, me. I was like, what? Also, side note, I just had to say, this is where at the DEA conference, I learned that dad's name was Jefferson. Oh, really? Yeah. That's strange. Papa's name is Jefferson. Oh, I thought God. that's dumb. That is dumb. <laughs> um, but yeah, our villain is like getting all of the rest of the antidote put into his bloodstream so that he'll be the only one with it, I guess. Or like, did he think they could just like pull it from his blood? That's what I don't understand. Yeah. He seems to think that like, <laughs> I'll store works. it in me and then you can just get it out. But I guess it is how science works later. Right. Right. Yeah. Because they do it, I That's guess, what they do. I suppose. Um, very strange. Yeah, this is where we're getting into, like, magic mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, but you just kind of go with it. It's a superhero movie. Just it's a not superhero movie. by name. It really is. This is where we come to... So, Statham goes to hunt down the villain. Yes. After, and this is where... And to find the antidote. To, yeah, exactly. Because he has to save Audrey. Yes. And himself. <laughs> and himself now. Yeah. And all these people. The and all these other people. <laughs> um... Where we get the line that I mentioned earlier, where he's like avoiding all, all the people or like all the goons, basically, because mm-hmm. he's broken into the the compound. Oh yeah. He he slides into the garage. So good. And, um, they're like, "Where'd he go? He's in the garage. Where are the reloads? In the garage." Yeah. <laughs> I loved. He fights everybody off. It's amazing. Um, he's surrounded by twenty goons with like random swords and axes. And he just, like, knocks them all down. He has a big, long pole, and he knocks them all but down. But he uses, like, breaking the pole to get, like, gas in there to distract. And he's, it's really creative. He's doing all yeah. kinds of fun stuff. And he's just beating them up. And they all go into the trash. Yeah, yeah. he loved. steals them in the trash can. <laughs> creative. And then there's a great fire hose scene, too, where he, like, he's, you know, again, magically, like, throwing the end of his fire hose. It's hitting this one and that one and that one. And then he inflates it with water and it like ties them all up. <laughs> um, it's just great. It's creative and it's silly and fun. Um, but this is where we get, we get reestablished and he gets to the villain after his infusion of all of the antidote. Yeah. But you think would have some kind of side effect or like, you know, can he have most of his blood be antidote? Like in some vaccines, obviously not like the, our recent ones, it has some fraction of like yeah. the virus. You'd think that his antidote would be like... Because he OD'd on the antidote, yeah. yeah. Who knows? That we have to just accept, I think. But he reminds everyone, he's like, I'm just a freelancer. Like, I'm just here for the money. Like, I have no allegiance to the Colombian cartel. I don't care. You don't care about you. I don't care about the kid. I don't care about anybody. Yeah. I'm just going to do my thing. Um, Which I thought was fantastic. He really doesn't care about this woman either, who's, I assume, sleeping with him. Anyway, she's naked, basically, and he's like, go put on some clothes. She puts on other lingerie. I know. I know. <laughs> um, like, why is she just lingerie again? So, so I know. I just remembered one of the things that I think it's interesting that she has to state mm. is that she hates kids. In the car scene, 
Oh, I missed that. She says, I never really cared much for kids. I actually kind of hate them, basically. Oh, I missed that. Which I thought was an interesting inclusion. That is interesting. That that's the only way she can be a villain. Sure. Or maybe they need that line to be like, well, why doesn't she care there's a kid in the car? Right. Because all women should care. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But anyway, they have a fight scene. It's actually very short. Yeah. And she dies um, in a kind of brutal way, but it's bloodless, which I also appreciated. Mm -hmm. It wasn't gory. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. It was, but we didn't see any blood. Yeah. It wasn't like any of the John Wick movies where it would have been like, ah, you know. Oh, she would have been like crucified and... Yeah, it was lots of blood. Yeah. So then he takes his... He's now in a Porsche. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which is a very pretty car. And he's driving like a mania. <laughs> and I just thought all the details in the city were so fun. Where they're like, there's a different car chase happening and the news is covering it. I Yeah, that was funny. I got a little confused. And I was like, <laughs> who? Because I thought it related to the movie, but it didn't. It didn't. It was just some guy in a pickup truck. <laughs> yeah, and then he's just speeding by them. <laughs> and they're like, wow, that guy can drive. And I love the cops in back at like the police station yeah. his his french friend is like in jail now yeah the they, cops, they caught him hacking again yeah um because the cops were like wow he can really drive and his friend is like yeah i told you yeah. basically he's like yep he can um <laughs> and uh he's racing a private jet yep and uh manages to hop onto the landing gear of the plane as it's taking off the car explodes who knows why and uh, he breaks into the private jet midair. Mm-hmm. Has a nice big old fight scene with our villain. Great fight scene. And then the plane's spinning out because the pilot is dead somehow or passed out. Probably just passed yeah. out. Yeah. Well, he's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a couple people do die in this movie. Yeah. But he tries not to kill them. Uh, but the plane is spinning out. So they're having like a zero G fight, which is fun. And uh, they're just going at it. And then all of a sudden the plane crashes into the ocean. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun and unexpected. I didn't really expect the plane to sink to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. So fun fact about this. I know it's a superhero movie and we don't, you know, can't accept anything as reality. But when I lived in Newburgh and I would take like the bus home from the ferry, you'd cross this big bridge. And I'd yeah. always, it'd be like in the middle of winter and it'd be dark. And of course thoughts would be like, what if we go over the edge of the bridge? Like, this is in a car or in This a... is in a bus. Okay. Like would I, would I be able to like, get out if we sink to the bottom when I'd be able to like swim up. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, that area of Newburgh actually has one of the deepest parts of the Hudson River. Ooh. And I learned from this fun, you know, following these intrusive thoughts, um, that if you, if your car plunges into water, you want to have your windows open mm-hmm. um, and, or get out of there as fast as you can because of the air pressure. Like, oh, yeah. even if there's air inside the car, the deeper it goes, even if, if it's just a few feet, you won't be able to open the car doors. Oh, that makes Isn't sense. Isn't that interesting? Yikes. So technically, he would not be able to bust <sighs> open that plane. Yeah. But he does. But he does. It's a superhero movie. The plane is sinking to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so he grabs his enemy. Yep. Puts a life jacket on him, paddles them up to the top, and they're just fine. Yep. And then they're at the hospital. Yeah. And then he's got his flowers and... Yeah, and I guess they somehow extracted enough antidote from this guy. I just bled this man dry. <laughs> right. It, that doesn't make any sense. But everyone looks okay. At least mm-hmm. at least the people we know, not the assistant 
we saw coughing at the convention. <laughs> right. All the convention people might be dead, but right. like Audrey, <laughs> Jefferson, and Jack. Yeah, are okay. Yeah. So he goes with these flowers and he's going to give them to Audrey, but he looks in and he sees the family's doing fine. And so he's like, they don't need me. Right. And the dad promises to be there more. And yeah, you know, then he's taking the French cop to the airport. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm sorry, you didn't get to see the beach. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah, that is kind of a lame trip. So that is a sad trip. He owes him a makeup trip. He does. Maybe that'll be in the next one. Yeah. Because there after, are so many more. After the friend is like, well, you know, it was a very interesting trip. Yeah. It's my bad accent imitation. But they also agree they're friends, which is very right. sweet. It's really like, sweet. were we friends? Yeah, like we're friends. So Frank gets back into his car. And he gets a, uh, a call from somebody looking for a transporter. Yep. He's like, I'm listening. Yep. <laughs> and that's the movie. That's the movie. What a fun movie. I think it's so fun. Yeah. It's a delight. Something about the action movie set in Miami, I think, just really works well. Mm-hmm. I think this character is great, too. Mm-hmm. He's funny. He's affable. I mean... In some ways, he kind of, he's kind of neutered, right? Because he's so restrained with this woman and, like, you know, he's here to be this benevolent, semi-violent force for, for good. good. <laughs> but I thought he was delightful. I, you can tell Statham's having a fun time. I feel like in this one particularly, he was really having a good time. Yeah. Um, and the kid stuff is very um, Terminator too. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah. I think this movie was far better than the first one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nice because now we know the characters and there's, like, yeah. things for them to base their relationship off of. But we already also already know it, too. So it's like yeah. we're in on the joke, too. The friendship. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what happens next. I know. I, I do kind of wish they'd brought the girl back from the last one. Mm. Just because I thought she was sort of a, a fun character. Yeah. Yeah. She was fun. But... Maybe for the next one. Yeah. Oh, well. What would your trash can fire rating be? This is a five. Wow. Okay. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie from top to bottom. I thought the villain was scary, uh, but funny. Mm-hmm. And I thought the action was creative, but not too gory for me. Um, not excessive. It was just overall like a great adventure movie. I loved it. What about you? What trash can fire rating would you give it? I think three and a half. I think that's a really good, it's it's so nice to break the twos. Yes. Um, yeah, I think three and a half feels really good for me. I really did enjoy it a lot. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next one. Me too. I'm looking forward to revisiting our, our friend Transporter. His giant arms again. <laughs> <laughs> and his fantastic moves. My God. Listen, you just have to go watch this clip on YouTube. The way that he just <laughs> hoists the woman over his head. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. The next movie we're going to watch is Prey. Yes. It's a new movie in the Predator series. We'll be kind of, we've missed quite a few Predators in between. But my understanding is that we can just jump right into this one. It's on Hulu. So it's like a Hulu original movie, which means it didn't come out in theaters or anything. So it's, you know, in the old parlance, it'd be a direct-to-TV movie. But that's okay, because it's getting great reviews. Which is really nice, and I'm very hopeful considering we didn't like the first Predator. We did not like the first Predator. But I'm curious about this new one, so maybe we'll like it, maybe we'll hate it. Um, either way, we are going to spoil it. So if you haven't seen it in one, two, this is your best chance. Um, or, you know, when the episode drops, you can just 
watch it and then listen. <laughs> It'll be just like watching it. Yeah, you guys. exactly. Like um, in the meantime, we would love, love, love if you could leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts um, along with a five-star rating. The written reviews are really helpful. You don't have to write a ton. Just something. Say how, what you liked about it or what episode you thought was the funniest or what you're looking forward to. Or all of the above. Or all of the above. Um, it helps other people find our podcast and we would really appreciate it. So please leave a written review on Apple podcasts. Um, if you have any recommendations of movies or praise, you can send that to ladiesgetaction at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at ladiesgetaction, And you can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Ringley casting and Rin, where can we find you? People can find me on Instagram at Rin Olson and that's R-I-N-O-L-S-S-O-N or on my website, which is basically the same, but.com until next time, get, get some, some action. action.